What a day yesterday was in Phillies Nation. Not only did the Phillies come home and win the first game of the homestand, the first game of three-game series against Chicago Cubs, 4-2, to two, but in much bigger news earlier in the day, the Phillies fire John Maley as hitting coach and bring back... I almost didn't believe it when I heard it, but the winningest, the... Potentially the best manager in franchise history, Charlie Manuel, is back. He will be the hitting coach for the remainder of the 2019 season. What a completely unexpected turn of events. I don't think anyone saw this coming. Sure, John Maley getting fired. That is not a surprise. We've talked about on this show the potential for something like that happening, but... For it to be Charlie Manuel, again, the last skipper to win a World Series here, one of only two, a beloved figure in this city to come back to this team at the age of 75 and come in and step in as hitting coach. What a wild turn of events. Maybe one of the few things that could inject some excitement and fan interest back into this team as Charlie, of course, almost unanimous approval in Philadelphia as well. Deserved, he should have unanimous approval in Philadelphia. Well, coming up in a few, we will dive into the whole manual thing. We'll look at the situation with Maley leaving, what it means for Gabe Kapler, what Matt Clentag had to say about it, and a whole lot more. But first, let's let's actually revel in the fact the Phillies won a baseball game yesterday against a good team. How about that? Not something we've seen as much as we would like this season in the Phillies. Charlie Manuel's inspiration. Manuel not there yesterday will join the team today as he was en route to the team yesterday after accepting the job as hitting coach. So the team, without a hitting coach for all intents and purposes last night, found a way to gut out a 4-2 victory, a hard-fought contest, a game where they would take a lead and it seemed like the Cubs would just Get it right back. But ultimately, the Phillies were able to, to get the final lead and hang on, winning 4-2. to two. They get the scoring start in the third inning. Scott Kingery, a sacrifice fly to left, scoring JT Romito. Romito, the star of the game, no question about that. Almost looked like that Kingery sack fly was going to get out. Looked like a potential three-run home run there, but a warning track shot. Scores the run and then immediately, practically in the top of the fourth, the Cubs get it right back on a Javi Baez sack fly. And then in the fifth, the Phillies take the lead back. Start of the game, JT Romito, a opposite field home run, a shot to opposite field. You knew it was going as soon as it left the bat. But then right then, in the next top half of the inning, in the sixth inning, Nick Castellanos answers a home run to left field. To tie it at two to two was infuriating. It just felt like you no, know, no matter what the Phillies did here, they couldn't keep the lead. But then in the seventh, Romuto again after Andrew Knapp singles to get on base. Rally starter Andrew Knapp. Words I never thought would leave my mouth. Uh, Romuto doubles him in, and then Roman Quinn in the next inning would hit an RBI triple to score Sean Rodriguez. That would. Finish off the scoring 4-2 as the Phillies' bullpen held it down. High leverage work from Mike Morin and Blake Parker and Hector Neris getting his 21st save. Uh, but uh, really, a, a nice job from the Phillies pitching on a night when they needed it. The offense 
unsurprisingly, did not bring it. Charlie not there yet. Hopefully he'll be able to change things as the offense has been bad for a while. As we've talked about, obviously a, a large amount on this show. But the pitching last night gets the job done. Vargas, uh, though he did give those leads away, was able to pitch well enough, not for the win to stay in the game long enough, but to keep the team in the game a six-inning, two-earned run outing, five hits, three walks, one strikeout, not overwhelming, not dominant at any point, but got the job done, gives him six strong. Then the bullpen takes from there. Blake Parker's first win as a Philly as the Phillies finish him off. Three shutout innings from the pen. Again, the offense did not get going a ton. Honestly, if it weren't for JT Romito, they'd be in a lot of trouble. Harper over four. Hoskins over four. Segura goes two for three. Kingery goes one for three with that RBI. Cesar one for four. Roman Quinn two for four with that RBI triple. Andrew Knapp pinch hits, gets that single and scores, but it was really Romito who goes two for three with two runs, two RBI involved in the scoring of three of the four runs, essentially wins the game on his own scoring-wise uh, for all intents and purposes. Romito, the star of the game last night, the offense really just unable to really get going. And look, I think that's the reason they brought Charlie Manuel in here to uh, to make some, some A's. So the Phillies win 4-2. to two. Nice to see them get the job done against, a uh, again, a, a Cubs team that's sitting atop the NL Central and and with the uh, Mets losing yesterday, which was nice to see the Phillies uh, not only a half game uh, tied with the Mets, excuse me, and uh, only a half game back of the, the Brewers up there. So they are, uh, they are uh, uh, catching up to the Cardinals, the Brewers, and the uh, the Washington Nationals, uh, two up, uh, three up on the Phillies still, but a game and a half up on the wild card in general. So big win. Big win last night for the Phillies. Nice to see the Phillies maybe, I don't know, win one of the next two. They seem to find a way to win one game a series. We saw this in uh, in Arizona. They win that first game, play a great game, a game that should make you feel really good about the team, and then come out the next two nights and lay eggs, and then lay eggs in San Francisco three out of four nights. So um, obviously the Charlie Manuel thing hopefully changes things. But um, right now, I think it's hard to, to be too excited, but but a nice win. A nice win against a good team, which you want to see in tomorrow. Which you want to see. And tonight, of course, the main event of this series, Cole Hamels returns to Philadelphia to face the Phillies ace, Aaron Nola. Really one of the, the most fun, exciting matchups of the season from an interest perspective, uh, again, the first time Cole set foot on the mound wearing an opposing uniform. Want to talk about something that's weird? That's going to be weird. So, uh, look, I'm sure Cole will get a absolutely awesome reception by what is likely to be a sellout crowd or, or close to it. As uh, And, look, he should get it. I mean, Cole Hamels was the World Series MVP. We won the World Series no eight. That man... Should be revered and loved in the city forever, and I'm sure we'll get that type of reception. But once the game starts, it'll be time to go out and beat up on him, and hopefully Manuel will be a part of that. Let's get to it. As, uh, you know, we've buried the lead long enough, though the Phillies winning a game should always be a lead as far as I'm concerned. But um, the biggest news yesterday, and it came down uh, about halfway through the day, just kind of unbelievably out of nowhere. It seemed like Todd Zalecki was the first one who had the news, and the Breaking news, Charlie Manuel 
will be replacing John Maley as hitting coach. So let's take this step by step here. I think first and foremost, not a surprise at all that John Maley was fired. It did a bit of a surprise because it seemed like the Phillies had had been resigned to not doing anything during the season. You know, there have been multiple times this year where we thought it was time to fire John Maley, and they had seemed reserved to do so. And and the assessment that you can make from that is that they were unlikely to do so during the season, and and they surprised us. So in that sense, it was a surprise. But John Maley, you know, not being a long-term answer hitting coach, not a surprise in the least. I think the surprise all around, no question for everybody, is the fact that Charlie Manuel, the age of 75 after being out of the game for a few years here, um, was will and not out of the game fully. He's obviously been around the team, helping on swing training, but in terms of uh, everyday grind, um, that he was willing to to take the job. That the Phillies were willing to bring him in here, someone who, you know, is absolutely beloved in this city, but also someone who, you know, is the the last manager to win a World Series. That's quite a a, um, it's a spot. For Gabe Gavler, put it bluntly, and we'll dive into the Cavalier into this in a sec, but um, it's a bold move. I think it's a really good way to say it, and I don't know whether it was a Klentak decision or a Middleton decision. We'll get to some of what Klentak had to say about it in, in a little bit, but um, it was a bold move, and there's a lot of ramifications from it. I think after the Maley part of it, which is the least surprising part, uh, the fact that it's Charlie, while surprising, and no doubt it is incredibly surprising on both ends that Charlie would do it and that the Phillies would want him to come in as a hitting coach. It is, you know, not often you see a World Series winning manager come back and, and be a hitting coach with a team. That that doesn't happen that often. It's very rare, I would think. So um, for for him to come back and to, to want to do it and the Phillies be willing to do it, I think is is a surprise, but... Uh, from a hitting coach perspective, I, I I don't really know if you could have made a better decision in terms of filling the melee spot right now in, in the sense that there is maybe no one on the planet who understands the science and art of hitting more than Charlie Manuel. He is a hitting savant. He's always been someone who's been able to teach the art of hitting. He was a hitting coach with the Cleveland Indians before he became manager there and then ultimately, of course, manager here in Philadelphia. But Charlie's someone who gets hitting. He understands it. He always has. He always will. The game will never change enough with launch angle and all this stuff where Charlie Manuel doesn't understand how to hit. It's just what he does. It's what he knows. And he can teach it. I think that's been the biggest flaw of the John Maley era, as it were, as hitting coach of the Phillies, is that it seemed like whatever philosophies they were trying to impart, they had a bad job implementing them, the players. Like, and that comes to teaching it. That comes to getting players comfortable with it. And, of course, having a good philosophy in the first place. So I think that from a pure coaching perspective, I absolutely think Charlie Manuel can help this team. Again, few people on the planet understand hitting like he does. And he is coming into a team with a bunch of guys that he knows pretty well. You know, he's been around this Phillies team. He's at spring training every year. He watches this Phillies team. He pays attention. We've had him on the WIP Midday Show, you know, a handful of times over the last few years, and he's always sharp on everything going on with the team. He knows the players. He knows their skill sets. And I think he's going to bring that. I, I think it's 
while on the one end it seems like a token move to get the fan base a little more excited in a team that has been struggling and has been disappointing and that there has been real fan anger about. But I think on a purely basic level, I don't think that has to be true because, again, Charlie is way overqualified to be a hitting coach, so he can absolutely help. He can really help. I think the part where it's interesting is a way to put it is the Kapler part of it. You know, I think that it's a real... I don't want to say a shot at Kapler. It is kind of a shot at Kapler, but it's also it's a shot across Kapler's bow in a way. As look, John Maley was a Gabe Kapler hire, and I'm sure the front office had a lot of input on it, but it, he is someone who Kapler has defended and stood up for. Gabe has t- taken bullets for his coaching staff. No coaching staff works harder. You know, we will live and die together. Those types of, that type of rhetoric coming from Gabe. So John Maley was his guy, and now they're not only getting rid of his guy, which, again, I think if you're Gabe, it's hard to argue against. You know, I'm sure he did. I'm sure he wanted to keep his guys. But, you know, I think you have to understand the way baseball works and the team that's really struggled offensively and the fan outcry and all these things that are coalescing to make it a a somewhat untenable situation that teams act. And we've said for a while how I've said here for a while that I thought they had to do something, whether it's a, a coaching firing or uh, you know roster shakeup whatever but um so i think it it can't be too much of a surprise but the fact they brought manuel in here i mean that's a real put up or shut up time for gabe kapler you know it, and and it also puts him in a weird spot where if the offense gets better charlie manuel will get all the credit make no mistake about it he will get all the credit and if they don't, it'll still all fall on Gabe. So it feels like a bit of a lose-lose situation for Kapler. Um, I know that Gabe, of course, as he should and, and as you would expect him to, has come out and spoken positively about it. He said, I think it's great. We always want more resources, and Charlie's a great resource. I'm looking forward to the opportunity or having an opportunity to pick his brain. And, I, you know, I, I think that's what you would expect Gabe to say. But no matter what Gabe says publicly, it's, it's definitely a, a tenuous situation for him. And I think bringing Charlie in makes that very clear. It makes it very clear. And how Gabe responds to it, how the team responds to it, it's going to be really fascinating. I think it's going to say a lot uh, for Gabe moving forward. And look, ultimately, if the Phillies make the playoffs, I think Gabe's going to keep his job. And whether Charlie gets the credit or not, that's a win for Gabe. So I do think that that in this situation, if 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 I were Gabe, I would, I would be excited to have Charlie there in the sense that um, – you know, my job's on the line one way or the other, I would think. And that having Charlie there can help. But again, I do think that that if it's successful, the uh, the line share of the credit will go to Charlie. And that's also a, a tough spot for Kavler. Coming up, we'll, we'll see what Matt Klentak had to say about the move as he uh, spoke to reporters yesterday after the news was announced. Also, the Phillies' 2020 schedule released. We'll get to that and look ahead to tonight's game against the Cubs. All that and more coming up. It's Phillies Today with James Seltzer. We're coming right back. We are back, Phillies Today, James Seltzer, as we react to not only a Phillies victory yesterday, 4-2 to over the Cubs, but the much bigger news, uh, at least of the day, that the Phillies moving on from John Maley and have brought... The one 
the only Charlie Manuel back into the fray. Manuel, the new hitting coach of the team for the rest of 2019. Also yesterday, Jim Salisbury reported that other coaching changes were being discussed. So the the second shoe never dropped on that, but um, certainly shows you the tenuous situation of this for the coaching staff and all that. Klentak talked to reporters about the moves. Um, uh, the move and said um, uh, some quotes. Todd Zalecki uh, uh, put it all together on MLB.com. But um, Klentak said, I know a lot of people are burying us and saying we have no chance and haven't played well. And part of that is correct. We have not played well. We have not hit well, especially since the All-Star break. But we are not buried and we are not out. We are this close to achieving what we want to achieve this year, playing October baseball and winning in October. I know things are not perfect Have we had injuries? Yes. Have we had players that have struggled? Yes. Has it been perfect? No. But we are still this close in the middle of August, and a good hot streak will put us exactly where we want to be, says Klentek. Klentek goes on. That's the message. The message is that we are not going to sit on our hands and do nothing. We're going to continue to push, and we're going to continue to try. And if everybody does what they can do, this team can play October baseball. Look, he's right about that, but... It's also goes somewhat contradictory to the message they sent at the trade deadline, right? I mean, they went out and got, look, last night we saw Mike Morin and Blake Parker, two guys they picked up off the scrap heap, and, and they're pitching high-leverage situations for this team. Jason Vargas was a cast-off for the white-out Mets. He's pitching a big game for the Phillies. So, um, And again, those guys came through last night, and, and you hope they come through more often than not, but the Phillies did not portray that message that we're not sitting on our hands at the trade deadline just to kind of be fair with the you know kind of not hypocritical but the um kind of both sides of the coin there because look firing Maley and putting Manuel in there is absolutely a sign they want to win now I get it that that, and he's right there I I I agree with that but um I I do think you have to call both sides like you see him uh Klentak goes on he says that's the message the message that we are not we are not going to sit on our hands and do nothing we're going to continue to push uh, and play October baseball. Klentak goes on, says, philosophically, this may not be as big a shift as it seems. Charlie Manuel's been very instrumental in the development of our organizational hitting philosophy. He goes on, Charlie, although he has a senior advisor title, has been very active in our minor leagues. He was very close with John Maley. He knows our players very well. He watches the Phillies all the time, often from the box with me upstairs that, Kind of confirms what I was saying before. Whenever we talk to Charlie, he knows what he's talking about with this team, and he's, he's on it. So uh, that's a good thing. Clentech uh, goes on and says, And Charlie Manuel's hitting coach in the 1990s was preaching a lot of things that we have now been labeled as exit velocity and launch angle and have some new titles. But that's the kind of stuff that Charlie was teaching back when he was helping Jim Tomey become a Hall of Famer. Clentech goes on to finish here. I understand that there's kind of a simplistic viewpoint here that we are shifting from new school to old school, but it's really not that simple. I think the messenger is changing, but I think the message will largely be the same. And I actually, I understand what he's saying there. I don't know if Clintock delivers the message perfectly. Uh, no, no, you know, pun intended there and not pun, but certainly repeating of the message. But um, I don't know if he delivers the message well. He does you know, uh, seem to have a way sometimes to at least feels like talk down to people. But um, I think his message is, is correct there. You know, the, the idea 
that he's trying to get at that that it's not as simple as oh Charlie's old school and Gabe's new school and it's going to clash it doesn't work just like that and also that Charlie a lot of Charlie what does might be labeled old school but isn't necessarily that different from new school is what he's trying to say but regardless I think that it's certainly a, a win now move from a team that at the trade deadline didn't seem to have that mentality but in this case it's a big move to try and win now it takes uh again I think firing Maley is not a surprise bringing your World Series winning manager in to be a hitting coach with a manager's on the hot seat it that is a surprise it's a big surprise but again I also think it's a smart move from a perspective that Charlie's a really great hitting guy and, and uh, I think that he understands the art and the science of hitting as well as anybody as I said so um, why not? Why wouldn't you, from an organizational perspective, if you have access to that type of guy and you know that your team needs a spark, you know that your team, especially offensively, is underperforming, that they can still make a run. Like he says, that part about a good hot streak is true. Look at where they are right now. If they go on a good hot streak, they could be a few games up for a wild card spot. They have not had a single hot streak all season. It's unbelievable to think about, but it's true. So all that stuff is true. He's right. And it's all possible. And maybe, just maybe, the move of Charlie Manuel, bringing him in here will spark that. And look, it's a last-ditch effort. They have to do something here, and they, they obviously at the trade deadline didn't feel that what they had to offer was... Um, worth giving up for what was out there to get. But they it didn't they didn't do enough to really shake things up and to really turn this team around and you know maybe bringing in Charlie will. We'll see. It's going to be fascinating cuz bringing Charlie in here if it changes things it's going to be a really interesting few months here after the season. Regardless, I think it's all what we're rooting for is Charlie could maybe take him to the playoffs, help him get to the playoffs and uh it'd be exciting and either way, it's just fun to have Charlie back. Again, there's a reason he has 100% approval rating in Philly. Yes, when he, when uh, when you know it was time for Charlie to go, it was time for him to go before it. It had gotten a little stale with that group and all that, and I was okay with the decision. But man, am I excited to have Charlie back? I'll be blatantly honest, and I think he's going to help from hitting perspective. Fun note too from Matt Breen pointed out yesterday on Twitter that Charlie Manuel's last game with the Phillies dugout was August 14, 2013. His first game back in the dugout will be today. August 14, 2019. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. The lineup to stroll down memories lane that day, six years ago. Rollins uh, leading off. Young at first base. Remember, uh, Young, wow. Um, Chase Utley. Uh, Dom Brown. Uh, Darren Ruff, the legend. Cody Ashey. Jermaine Mayberry. John Mayberry. Chooch. And John Lannon on the hill. What a lineup that was. Um, so anyway, it's really exciting to have Charlie back. Hopefully it'll help. Real quickly before we look ahead to tonight's game, uh, second game of this series, quick uh, note, Todd Zalecki, also on MLB.com, has a nice story about it, but the Phillies yesterday, the Major League Baseball, releases their schedule for the 2020 season, the MLB schedule. The Phillies start with a four-game series in Miami beginning on March the 26th, their home opener will be here on April 2nd against the Brewers. They'll go uh, Miami, then the Mets, and then come home to face the Brewers on April 2nd. For the home opener, the Phillies will play 14 of their final 22 games at home, which is a nice thing for them. 
uh, finishing with three uh, three game series against the Nationals on the road. Um, they have 25 games in September and 20 are against NL East rivals. So that's uh, exciting stuff too. Um, outside of that, uh, take a look at Zalecki's article. There's some other highlights there, but ultimately the need, the news we need to know. They're starting in Miami. I think that is, you know, pretty much all we need to know. Uh, we'll, we'll take it from there. Speaking of the schedule tonight, game two against the Cubs, as we discussed, the big one, the most exciting one, the one we've all been looking forward to. Cole Hamels returns to Philadelphia to take the hill for the first time. How exciting is that? As he will square off against the ace himself, Aaron Nola. So uh, it should be a fun one. You hope you get vintage Nola here. You need it. And uh, it'd be fun to Cole throw, see Cole throw a good one too and then beat up the bullpen or something. But um, regardless, a, uh, a huge one. The Phillies need to find a way to win a series, especially against good teams, which they just can't seem to do. And they have a chance to win a series tonight two games and wouldn't that be wild wouldn't that be something let's hope they do it either way whether they do or don't we'll be back to talk about it tomorrow so until then thank you for listening to phillies today right here on the phillies 24 7 network